more inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. Fear is freedom. Subjugation is liberation. Contradiction is truth. Broadcasting from my bunker in the Blue Ridge Mountains, where I am melting the mainstream media, I am Dean Ludwig, and here with me as always... Hey, I'm Scott Dunlop, reporting from an abandoned missile silo in Lukenbach, Texas, and listening to Spotify. <laughs> listening to Joe Rogan on Spotify. I'm listening to Joe Rogan on Spotify. Is there anything else? Is there anything else? I don't know. <laughs> but we'll start off with the Wheel of Genders. Let's do it. And this week, I am a newly opened Spotify account in protest of Neil Young. <laughs> oh, I like it. I am a Biden stupid son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to start off today with tech news. Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? So this is kind of tech news and kind of goes in the I don't care category. But (laughs) Neil Young says he felt better after leaving Spotify and its shitty sound quality. Is the shitty sound quality Spotify or his voice? I've never been a fan of Neil Young's voice. I hadn't either. I I mean, he's, he's a great songwriter. I will give him that. Not for me. For for his time in the 60s, he was a good folk-type lyricist. His voice just is like nails on a chalkboard. Well, to me, it's kind of like a guy with Parkinson's, even when he was young. Yeah. But the the thing about it is Mr. Rockin' in the free world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even after departing the platform, Neil Young isn't done criticizing Spotify yet. Today, the rock legend, well, that's a matter of opinion, uh, on his website, describing Spotify as a purveyor of more songs and less sound, Young says he felt better after pulling his music catalog, uh, and we're going to talk about that a little more, uh, because he only owns half of his catalog, Yeah, uh, <laughs> says he felt better after pulling his music from his music catalog from the leading streaming music service earlier this week while noting he strongly opposed to censorship and that private companies have a right to choose what they were profit from. Well, that doesn't sound like what he was saying earlier this week, just as I can choose not to have my music support a platform that disseminates harmful information. Doesn't that fly in the face of what he just said? Exactly. And this is a singer who in the 60s, like a lot of the singers of that era, were anti-establishment. 
And now he's 100% pro-establishment. Yeah. I mean, he's going along with the mainstream narrative coming from the man. Mm-hmm. He and, ready for this, Joni Mitchell, another singer. I don't care about. That people <laughs> under the age of maybe 45 mm-hmm. have no idea who these people are. Yeah. Unless they've listened to their parents' cassette tapes. Yeah. Well, if you remember back, and let's, he tried to open his own high quality streaming service and I think an MP3 player that went along with it. I don't remember the MP3 player. I do remember him trying to come out with a, a service. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he had some kind of crazy 320 kilohertz player that he was trying to put out. Wow. And I think it was under flack, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Well, that would give him the quality he's looking for. Yeah, I guess so. Um, look, if you want to pull your stuff off there, we'll see. This is not, he didn't pull his stuff off of there. No, that's not what happened. Right. He made an ultimatum and he said, either shut down Joe Rogan or, or pull all my stuff off of your platform. Right. Which they've already paid the rights for. Yes. So he didn't pull anything. Well, as long as they keep paying their their licensing fees to the the large licensing agencies out there, they can play anything they want. Mm-hmm. They don't have to, you know, take down anything. But I'm guessing. Now this is just I'm going out on a limb here, just a hunch. Neil Young's music isn't really making them much money. I, you know, I'm just guessing. Well, and the other thing is, is I think more people know who Joe Rogan is than know who Neil Young is yeah. at this point. Well, like I said, you know, if you're under the age of 45 and you know the name Neil Young, you're a rarity. Yeah. So seven years ago, Neil Young put out a Pono music player. Okay. That was supposed to do very high quality music and he only wanted his music on this pono of course and how well you think it did again who i didn't i didn't even know the name i only knew that he put out some music player that was very expensive yeah and he was backing this thing like there was no tomorrow and everybody said don't care no why would they yeah when it I'll, I'll listen to MP3s. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not quite the quality, but don't care. Yeah, but I'm not listening to them, you know, at a level where the extreme quality that he was looking for is necessary. Yeah, if I was listening to it on a big Macintosh system with tube amps and yeah and five thousand dollar speakers, maybe. Yeah. Now look, I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. Been a musician all my life. I listen to MP3s and I listen to a lot of streaming and I don't care. Yeah. Now, when I want to listen to something good, I'll put on some headphones and listen to something flack. If right. I really want to listen to something really good. Yeah. But you're driving down the road in your car with all the wind noise. You're not going to know. Noise. The, you're not going to know the difference. You're not going to know the difference. No. And it's, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal for, for him to even say this is kind of, is very childish in my opinion is that 
the shitty sound quality that he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Give me a break, dude. Most people don't notice. Uh, Look, this goes back to millennial stuff, and I'll break off into a tangent here. (laughs) Where would you rent everything? So when we were kids, we bought records, cassette Mm -hmm. tapes, even eight tracks. Right. And we owned that copy of that music. Yes. And let me tell you, when that stuff came out on tape, Mm-hmm. Not that great of quality. No. And then when they digitized it into CD, it was only as good as the masters were. Right. Which were on tape. Yes. So, yeah, you can go through and you can massage the sound, which we do on the podcast because <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. we raw mic'd it, it wouldn't sound too good. Not really. But, yeah, I mean, come on, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> Is it really that important that you stand up for this? Now, I think Spotify did the right thing is they said, okay, fine. Uh, we hope you'll come back. Yeah. And we took it off. And and he will. Yeah. Well, money talks, BS walks. He'll, yeah, he'll notice the revenue drop and he'll put it back on there. Well, I wonder. He's just making, he's just making a stand to make a stand. And nobody cares. No, he's. He's trying to be relevant mm-hmm. and he's not no it's just like you know all those actors and actresses that sang imagine yeah when COVID hit that was and i was telling people i've already forgotten about that yeah well <laughs> i was telling people it's the whole reason they did that was just so they could say hey look at me remember me i'm still here remember <laughs> yeah that's all it was and that's yeah. what this is People don't realize how easily they get forgotten about, especially in this TikTok era. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and why aren't, okay, if you want to protest somebody, go for it. Mm -hmm. I don't care. You know, whether it's somebody I agree with, disagree with, doesn't matter. But if you're going to go after somebody like this, then, you know, do it across the board. Spotify came out and said, look, we have a bunch of rappers that have lyrics that, a lot of people wouldn't like played, mm-hmm. uh, but they're, you know, and they're making tens of millions of dollars a year from Spotify. Talking about pimping hoes. Yeah. Pimping hoes, shooting cops, mm-hmm. shooting people, drug dealing, you know, uh, slapping my dick across your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, that stuff gets played. Why aren't, why aren't any of these artists, complaining about that yeah well not in my backyard no (laughs) well you you had more on spotify didn't you about the young lady who said she wasn't going to do her podcast anymore oh yeah um some okay brene brown never heard of her never heard of her um and after this show I'm not going to look her up. Yeah. And you Um, you know, you know, the thing is, is she's probably about as relevant as we are, (laughs) which is exactly, which isn't much. (laughs) Yeah. We're relevant to each other. Yeah. That works for me. She does her podcast on her own. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) that goes without saying, uh, says she won't release any new episodes of her Spotify exclusive podcast until further notice. Boy, I'm going to miss that one. Oh yeah. I don't even know who she is. She does two podcasts. One is called Unlocking Us, and the other is Dare to Lead. Hmm, I don't um, care. Even the names just don't sound appealing. It sounds like a real snooze fest. It really does. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she's not going to release any new until 
further notice. Oh, hold which, on. I think I just got a clip from her show. Yeah. <laughs> ah, now I recognize the voice. <laughs> yeah, that's her. Or, um, or maybe some of this. Get out of my vagina. I'm guessing there's a lot of that. Yeah, that won't be a problem. So, no. uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to miss that. In her Twitter post, uh, she ends it with saying, stay awkward, brave, and kind. And lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, the solution to this, or my solution, my personal solution, this is for me. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care, you know, what anybody else really thinks. And I've heard people say bands don't work. Well, I vote with my dollar. Yeah. So if I don't like something, I don't have to support it. Right. So let me go down the list. Apple, not buying any of their products. Nope. Uh, Nike. Nope. Definitely not buying any of their products. Coca-Cola. Nope. Not buying any of their products. Why? Because these people don't, they either support slavery and won't speak out against Mm -hmm. NBA. Another one. (laughs) They won't speak out against China and mm-hmm. the Uyghurs and, and some of them use slave labor to for their products. Well, and and if, if they do speak out, then they come back and apologize in Mandarin. Yes. So uh, Chase Bank. Mm. Here's another one. You know, there's a lot of these companies and I vote with my dollar. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't agree with your business practices mm-hmm. and I'm just not going to support you. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to support companies that support America. Yes. And support freedom. American and, values. Yeah. And really support minding their own damn business. Oh, let me throw another one on there. Gillette. Gillette. Yeah. <laughs> the best a man can get. Yep. Well, you know, I'm not toxically masculine. Yeah. I'm yeah. masculine. I don't think there's anything toxic about it. Um, yeah, I don't really care about any of that. No. Uh, I'm just going to do what I do. So uh, next up, here's here's a promise that's been coming forever, and nothing's come of it. FCC announces a 1.2 billion fund for broadband deployment in rural areas. Now, let's go back in the time machine. Uh-huh. Let's go back to uh, Black Jesus. Yes. Barack Hussein Obama. Yes. He promised this rollout during his eight-year tenure. Uh, yeah, multiple times. And what have we seen? Uh, what was that sound effect of the girl talking? That's what we've seen. And add a little jack to that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we hadn't seen anything out of this uh, except probably some people getting hired to do studies to oh, make yeah. sure that poor people were adequately getting served, uh, which rural, you're not going to see that, but okay. I call crap on this one. The federal communications commission, better known as the FCC. Yes. Has announced over 1.2 billion in funding through the rural digital opportunity fund to expand broadband service across 32 states. The FCC calls this the largest funding round to date. What happened to the rest of the money? I wonder. (laughs) Do you really? And notes, 32 broadband companies will provide service to more than 1 million new areas. Okay, this is a big country. Yeah. That's not a lot. That really isn't. 
In addition, the FCC also introduced the Rural Broadband Account Accountability Plan. Ooh, this doesn't sound good. No. Which will double the number of audits and verifications performed this year in comparison to 2021. That doesn't sound good. It will also <laughs> require the FCC to make the results of the verifications audits as well as speed and latency tests public on the universal service administrative companies website usac sounds like another bureaucracy this is probably what happened to the money beforehand well you know there's probably been several multi-million dollar studies done Mm -hmm. you know and that money's just gone it's just People with clipboards walking around asking some other people questions. Would and you like paid. broadband? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, you think broadband would be handy? In uh, 2015, I went up to Ohio where my uncle lives. He's a farmer. Lives in, you know, lives on in the middle of a large farm. His name it's isn't all, Bill, is it? No. Uh, <laughs> no, he's an actual farmer. Oh, okay. And he's not a doctor. <clears throat> yeah. Neither um, is Bill, but yeah. anyway. <laughs> Bill Gates, for those who don't know who we're talking yes, about. Yes, Dr. Farmer Bill. Um, no, I went up there to actually help him get his very first computer. Mm-hmm. And his Was options. Was it a Gateway 2000? No. <laughs> Cow motif? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know better than that. Um, I helped him purchase it. Yeah, his his internet options were severely limited. Mm-hmm. Um, what he ended up with was the best he could get. If I remember right, it was a one megabit upload and 10 megabit download. That's smoking, man. In 2015. That's smoking. Yeah. Well, and it's it's very dirty. It's dirty lines. And I mean, the ping was somewhere around 100 milliseconds. Mm. Yeah, it was it was not good. So my Faja uh, <laughs> lives in rural Texas, uh-huh. as I do. He is on a WISP, so that's a wireless internet service provider for those who don't know. Mm-hmm. It's Wi-Fi. Yeah. It's just Wi-Fi over 30 miles. So he's getting about 1.5 megabits. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much up, probably 768, yeah. I would imagine. Uh, he has just barely enough to stream one show in the house at a time. Is is that enough to actually stream the show? Yeah, the low quality. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Show. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting high def over that. No, you're not getting 4K. You're not getting yeah, all no. that stuff. Um. So anyway, you know, I I told my father, you know, how much how much I was getting, and uh, he was very very surprised and <laughs> and astounded that there was even such a thing. And he's only 12 miles outside the city. Right. He is actually getting his broadband, his WISP, mm-hmm. from another town. 20 miles away because of geographical Uh, limitations. Right. Cause he has to shoot through two, two little Hills Mm -hmm. and it just hits that spot just right. So I say all this to say this. Um, I went as an IT guy, nine years out where I'm at waiting on some type of broadband service. So what Mm -hmm. I did was I used four G modems and through Verizon, mm-hmm. and uh, it was at best 768k. Oof. And Mrs. Dunlop worked through VPN. Luckily, 
I'm a bit of an engineer. <laughs> and, you are a dude named Ben. And uh, yeah, I had to do a lot of tweaking on that connection. A lot oh, of yeah, tweaking. Yeah, I'm sure. But I got it. Uh, had good QoS. Uh, and nothing else could be running at that particular time while that VPN was up. Now, oh, after yeah. the VPN was up, I was good to go. I could do whatever I needed to do. Uh, I would download anything that I needed of any substance at work mm-hmm. and then bring it home on a on a drive. And then, for some reason, they decided to run cable. And people were like, cable? They should have ran fiber. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Uh, so we we have probably... 300 megabits there was 600 mm-hmm. promise but you know with through commodity lines it's best effort that's you get what you get now if you're in the right areas at&t will go up to five gig mm-hmm. up and down okay um but you gotta be in the right area for that right you now be living in the middle yeah, of a city most uh, places <laughs> most places that they can get to is one gig up and down mm-hmm. but uh, i have a friend of mine it's a AT&T installation engineer. I use the word engineer loosely. But yeah, he's he's shown he's like taking uh pictures of speed of speeds and stuff and sent them to me. I'm like, wow, five mm-hmm. gig over Wi-Fi. That's not hard line plugged in. Well, <laughs> President Joe Brandon. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, signed off on the one trillion infrastructure package in November that allocates mm. 65 billion to providing broadband to every American household. Chew on that for a second. So wait a minute. Hold on. Does he mean that he's going to make sure that the lines get to every house, or that pay, every house will have broadband? No, pay the bill for them. So. Okay, you started with the uh, the O Biden or Obama or O O O O, o guy, mm-hmm. um, and his promise. This sounds a lot like the promise he made about a flat screen TV in every household. Yep. Okay, let's break this down. <laughs> let's do that. So, if you're handing out this money, mm-hmm. one, you're buying whoever you're handing the money out to. Yes. And that's corporations yes. that they're going to be paying this yes. to make this deal. And then the, and it doesn't say rural. Mm-hmm. It says um, yes. Americans in every, every American, American household. household. Yeah. Okay. I still look at broadband as a luxury. Yeah. It's a luxury. It, it, is. it is not. And I'm an IT guy. It's almost, it's, it's becoming a utility, but it's, it's a luxury, but it should definitely not be paid for by the government. Exactly. Exactly. Should you, be. The government doesn't pay for your electricity. Well, they it shouldn't, shouldn't pay for your broadband. Yeah. They shouldn't have a subsidy so that you can get broadband. This no. is ridiculous. 65 billion you're going to pay what low income people's cable bill. I don't know. Or it's just going to be provided free to every home. Well, it says uh, launch the program that provides cheaper internet to low income households late last year. In Mm. December, 2020, the FCC awarded companies a total of 9.2 billion 
let's reread that real quick. Yeah. Just so we're clear what it says. The FCC awarded companies yes. a total of $9.2 billion under the Rural Digital Opportunity Fund. And included, out of all that, mm-hmm. okay, $886 million subsidy for SpaceX. Now. Because <laughs> they need it. Now. Now. Well, no, that's that's mm-hmm. not that's not my point. Right. My point is, if you want to get it to rural around the world, mm-hmm. who are you going to use? You're going to put infrastructure in the ground, or you're going to send everybody a six hundred dollar satellite dish to get it out of the sky? Yeah, I mean, you know, it makes perfect sense if he can get his Starlink thing working. Mm-hmm. Enough satellites clustered above us. That would be the ideal scenario. Yeah. Especially for like my uncle, you know, he lives in the middle of a farm. His nearest neighbor is two miles away, mm-hmm. and which is normal in farm country. Right. You know, to run lines, there's a stretch of, of the road he lives on, or actually it's the next road over. There's a stretch of that road that's about 10 miles long with three houses on it. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to run 10 miles of line to provide service to three homes. Right. You know, that's, it's They'll dumb. never make that money back. No, ever. They'll never no. make that money back. Uh, I have a uh, friend of mine that has a driveway that's probably 200 yards long, mm-hmm. I would say. And they quoted him $10,000 to run a line. Wow. To his house. Just to go up his driveway. Mm-hmm. Just wow. go up the driveway. So... Think about that. Mm-hmm. So you've got to run a line 20 miles. Right. Uh, that's going to get a little expensive. But what does it do? Creates those shovel-ready jobs. It does. Um, now, okay, let's go back to those numbers you were you were just talking about. $9.2 billion, $886 million of that went to SpaceX. The rest of that, so, you know, $8.3 billion. Mm-hmm. Where did it go? Because yeah. um, it's it's logical that SpaceX would be, you know, the Starlink would would be the ideal situation for rural areas because the nine point two billion was specifically under the Rural Digital Opportunity Fund. Mm-hmm. So for rural areas, satellite is is ideal based on what we just talked about and many other reasons, mm-hmm. but based on what we just talked about is ideal. So what happened to that other eight point three billion? Uh huh. Where is it going? Where is it going? Well, Shovel ready jobs. Well, let me tell you. Tell me. It's probably going to the Death Star, which is AT and T. Uh huh. And it's probably going to Spectrum, uh-huh. which is their competitor. Yep. And it's probably going to Verizon or for Comcast. Fios. Comcast, which is who owns Spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's going to go to these big corporations. Yeah. And yeah. they did say at the end of this that they need to quit taking the funds and uses them, using them in high density areas, which is what they were doing. They got caught right. doing it. Yeah. But, you know, you pay lobbyists to get contracts. Yes. And that's who they gave this rest of this money to. It's follow who, the money. Follow the money. Always follow the money. And this is a farce just like any other farce that the government does <laughs> that they're trying to help, quote unquote, help the people. If they were wanting to help the people, then they would have gave all that money to Starlink. 
and mm-hmm. everybody would have a dish on their door. Yeah. And that'd be the end of it. It, it That would solve all of it. And save so but much money. It would, but I still don't want the government paying for it. Oh, I don't either. I don't either. I'm just saying if they really, if they really wanted to solve the problem, yeah, of course, that's how they would do it. I mean, and that would solve it. That would solve it. And for a lot less money. Um, but yeah, the government needs to get its hands out of corporations, period. Mm-hmm. And if they're paying them, they control those yeah. services. Yeah. Which the controlling the, authority of anything is he who, he who pays the bill. Yeah. And the, and I'll say government. I'm not going to say Republican. I'm not going to no. say Democrat. I'm not going to no. say Libertarian. I'm going to say the government yes. has been trying to wrap their hands around how to control the Internet since it started. Yeah. And they started it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but <I know>. DARPA. <laughs> yeah. I so, know. So they started it. It got out of control. And they were like, how can we get our hands back around this? Is You can't. You, yeah. You've opened that box. I mean, you may get control over the over the noobs, mm-hmm. the people who think the internet is Google, right? But for the rest of us, that okay. So if if we look at the web and how most people think of it, to most people, it's an iceberg. So they see this iceberg and they go, "Oh, that's a pretty big iceberg," mm-hmm. and they don't realize that everything under that is about ten times bigger. Yeah. And that's what they call the dark web. Right. And most dweebs think the dark web is any, anything that's not Google. Well, I would say 90% of the people only see 10% of the internet. Absolutely. So it's a big internet out there. Oh, and yeah. there are sub layers upon sub layers upon sub layers. And there are, I mean, there are hidden layers that you and I don't even know about. Yeah. Well, we've been having to fight a lot off the tour uh, network a lot lately. Yeah for cybersecurity and uh, the blocking tour nodes is is <laughs> lengthy yeah. and time consuming but you can find the endpoints you can find them if you know what you're looking for yep and you have a lot of time <laughs> what do you got on tech next well waymo which is owned is a company owned by alphabet which is the parent company of google I thought that was wireless. Oh, no, that's Mimo. Never mind. (laughs) Huawei? No. (laughs) Waymo is suing the California DMV to keep its driverless crash data under wraps. Waymo is Google's uh, or Alphabet's company that's designing driverless cars. Where could this go wrong? Oh, man. (laughs) Well, let's see. What else can Google control? Have the biggest data collection in history, uh-huh. and we want to sell you a car. Driverless. You don't even need to be in the front seat. Mm. Well, they filed a lawsuit against the DMV in California to keep driverless crash data from being made public. Mm-hmm. So just that sentence, let's break that down a second. They want to make sure that the public cannot find out how many times it crashed? About <laughs> any crash data of any of their cars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there. Well, they said that you know that that data should be considered trade secret, and um, you know it's, it's no, that's not a trade <laughs> secret. That's public information because it happened in public. Exactly, and it's, it's in the public domain. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, there's uh, uh, 60 companies right now that are permitted to operate test vehicles on public roads. Mm -hmm. Only a handful are approved to operate fully autonomous vehicles without a uh, safety driver at the wheel. And Waymo is one of those. Well, it wants what's the to- other? What's the other one? Domino's Pizza? <laughs> <laughs> no, they got the Noid. The Noid. Uh, so, yeah, Waymo says that uh, releasing this information to the public would put them at a competitive disadvantage. They think that releasing this documentation would allow their competitors to find out how they analyze their data and how they do things. I mean, doesn't the NTSB have to provide those documents? I thought that was normally public record anyway, but that's why they're suing the DMV to keep it from being public record. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of all the secrecy. Yeah, me either. You know, I'm a, granted, I know some things must remain secret. I get that. State mil- secrets, yeah. I was in military intelligence for six years. I get that. There are some things that the public should not know. Um, and I'm not saying that because Is that how long it took them to figure out you were too smart to work there? uh military intelligence does not require intelligence yeah after after i fixed everything Mm. but um yeah so what do they say Uh, making public the process by which waymo analyzes crashes could provide strategic insight to waymo's competitors and third parties regarding ways waymo's assessment of those collisions bullshit they just don't want the public to know how often they crash yeah, and how bad they crash. Um, excuse me. If you want me to get into a car that's autonomous, I want to know its safety record. Well, you know, they, they're just following the pharmaceutical company's lead on that is, hey, we'll just put out all kinds of propaganda to show that it works when it yeah. really doesn't. Well, let's. <laughs> We'll just use the public as beta testers. Yeah. Let's go with Microsoft's model. Oh, good old Dr. Farmer Bill. Uh, so, yeah, this is just, uh, I am so tired of lawsuits keeping information private that should be made public. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about the safety of the people who may be in those cars. Or the safety of the people who may be driving around those cars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that Or a pedestrian be- or... You know, your dog who runs out into the street. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it always bothers me. And again, it's Google. (laughs) Alphabet. What the hell kind of name is Alphabet? Why? Because they think they are everything? Well, it's it's a shell company. I think it was done a little more for... um, limited liability than oh, anything sure. else but yeah, i'm sure in case google gets spun out of control and then they can they can come back so what do you got oh well i got an anniversary today yay happy anniversary silk road was founded 10 years ago Ooh. the first dark web market to accept bitcoin which mm. is why i didn't get into mining bitcoin yeah. uh silk road closed in october 2013 after being intervened as they say Mm -hmm. by the fbi intervened intervened (laughs) seized maybe Uh, i don't know that's that's what it was guy who started to get life in prison uh, that might be it a little more than an intervention ross albright i think his name's albright uh the founder of the market has been sentenced to two life sentences Uh 
it has been roughly 10 years since January 2011 when what? Oh, yeah, when Silk Road was set up and that site has already closed and served as markets for illegal goods, accepting Bitcoin as a payment method, mm-hmm. which is why I didn't get into it because I thought, well, if I'm going to have a have a career in security and in finance, I probably shouldn't be messing around with this stuff anyway. How wrong I was. I but. <laughs> but at the time, I mean, I get it. At the time, it was used to pay for everything from drugs to, you know, hitmen to selling, you know, human trafficking, mm-hmm. selling children. Selling children. Um, that's I mean, what I- the Silk Road did. It was for the... Anonymous legal transactions. Uber criminals to uh, make anonymous transactions. And Bitcoin makes it so you can't be tracked. I mean, it was a perfect scenario for that. Which is not true. No, it's not. It's not. It's very, very difficult. Difficult, yes. Uh, At the time, the tools weren't available. Absolutely. Uh, Today, the tools are available, but it's still extremely difficult. Well, so poor old Ross, the founder of Silk Road... Dark web market serving two life sentences in prison. The court case hasn't been fully solved yet. Among other unknowns, it's pending to recover 400,000 missing bitcoins. Oh, <laughs> woo, that's a lot, that's of, a money. lot of money. At even what, even 50, though 50,000 of these is tanked. Oh, has it? Yeah, Bitcoin is down to like 34,000, 35,000 a coin. Okay, whatever. Don't care. It, was almost, <laughs> it almost hit 70 a few months ago. Possibly they're in a computer that wasn't managed and grabbed at the moment. Sometimes mm-hmm. the situation yeah. returns to the headlines of technical media in addition to discussions in the community. <laughs> Beyond the controversy surrounding the case and the aspects for that, for lots of people, are reprehensible like trafficking of illegal substances. Silk Road was a primary market to accept Bitcoin as a payment and dictated the cost of its cryptocurrency over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this kind of really started the whole, I don't know, Amazon for illegal goods. And yeah. that's what it was set up with. If you haven't seen the, the documentary about Silk Road, go watch it. You'll, yep. fi- you'll figure out, you know, you'll figure out what everything was all about. The kid got in over his head. Uh, there was uh, a bit of entrapment. Not enticement. Yeah. yeah. Enticement is legal. Right. Entrapment is illegal. Yes. And it was entrapment to have him order the assassination of basically his CFO. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you see the movie, you'll see the whole thing. The the FBI agent who was involved has since gone to prison also. Mm-hmm. It's a whole big old mess and... I'm glad I wasn't a part of it. Yeah. But it's very interesting to to see this. Uh, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is if the regulations go the way that they're looking to go mm-hmm. and people are getting tracked for what they buy. Now, remember five years ago when mm-hmm. you bought something across state lines and you didn't get charged sales tax. Yep. And then they started charging sales tax. And then, you know, they started looking for people who were buying pressure cookers Mm -hmm. and various chemicals and stuff like that. Under the Patriot Act, it gave them the opportunity 
to look at whatever they want. And I don't know if you uh, saw that story from last week, but there was a CIA contractor who was arrested for having 6,000 dick pics that she got from illegal surveillance on American citizens. Oops. Yeah. So uh, just saying that going back to these markets, these markets are going to become, uh, they're going to, well, they're still there. They're still popping out there. There's a whole big list of them that you can get. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say where I got this from, <laughs> no. No. but uh, there is a directory links of where you can go and you can buy all sorts of stuff, financial services, uh, Bitcoin mixers, which is money laundering, mm-hmm. uh, escrow service links, um, drug online store links. Hitman service links, uh-huh. gambling games, social media links, and that would be dark web social media. Yes, that's not Facebook. Yes. Hacking services links, weapon stores links, electronic stores links. So anyway, there's this stuff's out there. Mm-hmm. It's not going to pop up on a Google search. No. Because that's that's the noobs. Yeah, They're not going to get no. that. You're not going to see it on DuckDuckGo. This stuff's out there. Rewinding, <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> Rewinding to where we began with this is the more intrusive government becomes, the more you're going to see this stuff popping up. Right. Well, it, it it goes back to something we've talked about a lot with privacy, is that even if you're doing if you're not doing anything wrong, you don't want somebody watching your every move. Right. So there, the more the government controls stuff like broadband, mm-hmm. you know, if the government, okay, let's take this to its logical conclusion. If the government is paying for your broadband, it will surveil your broadband activity. Mm-hmm. It will surveil everything you do on the internet. Use a VPN, folks. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if a VPN is going to be good enough anymore. Well, that's that's true. It's gonna it's it's gonna get at at a layer of protection, but that layer, if the government is providing the broadband itself, mm-hmm. that layer can be cracked. Well, and that's going back to where we were. It's called a man in the middle attack. So wh- right. whatever whatever certificate is presented can be intercepted, faked, and then put out on the other side right. of an appliance. Yeah. But again, what I was getting to, you know, it's it's that whole privacy thing of if you're not doing anything wrong, you shouldn't care. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not doing anything wrong. Put a camera in your bathroom. But I don't want the government <laughs> watching every single thing I do. Exactly. Therefore, you're going to see a lot more of these things popping up uh, on the tour network. Mm-hmm. And, you know, which are not tracked, which you can do, you know, uh, anonymously. Normal things are going to start appearing there. But at the same time, a lot more of the abnormal or abhorrent or mm-hmm. criminal or whatever are going to be there as well. And those are going to grow because people will see them and have more access to them. Yeah. Well, and, and there's some things that you can do on your mobile device to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. One, one of the things is, is um, you can uh, get a security device like I, that I, that I gave you that you mm-hmm. haven't hooked up yet, you ungrateful bastard. <laughs> and uh, you can set up an open VPN server on that for your phone to constantly com- 
go through your home. Mm-hmm. Then you can set up your broadband mount r- router. Let's just say for those who don't know, get rid of, well, go just go through your modem that they give you mm-hmm. and then put a router behind it. Yes. And most, most of these routers now have open VPN clients on it that will hook up to another client and do a site to site VPN. Mm-hmm. So you could actually get nerdy here, but you could go from your phone and I've done this, go from your phone to your house, then out your broadband and then out to a state or a different country. Mm-hmm. That really, I mean, other than having your uh, EMI ID, which they know where you are anyway, right. but they can't look at your traffic. Right. They don't know what you're sending over, over the line. And you can do, you know, using various free VoIP services. Mm-hmm. You can have that VoIP traffic encrypted. They can't listen in on the call. Mm-hmm. And you can have that call securely encrypted end to end, as long as the other person has the same program. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are ways to do this. Is it a matter of convenience? Absolutely. It's a matter of convenience. Yep. Uh, security is not convenient. No. And w- when I'm talking security, I'm not only talking cybersecurity, I'm talking about personal information security. Yes. You are responsible for your own information. Yes. Until you hand it to a company that says they'll take care of it, mm-hmm. then they're partially responsible for it, but they won't take a whole lot of ownness if they do breach but your you, information. You are ultimately responsible yeah, for it's your, information. your own information. Uh, just like it is your responsibility to protect yourself. Yeah. And that goes for, you know, all the wars that we're talking about now are going to be fought in digital space. I'm not going to say cyberspace. <laughs> <laughs> it's in cyberspace. Cyber warfare. Uh, yeah, I heard that the other day, and that's why I wouldn't say it. But uh, <laughs> these are going to be hacking attempts. These are going to be shutting down power plants. These are going to be hacking cars to shut down. Yeah, I still think there's going to be a kinetic war. Uh, th- well, I think in the short term there will be, yeah. but I think all the... In the future, the- they're going to be, yeah. But, and and a lot of it's going to be... You know, guys that were really good with and girls. Well, they were really good at video games. I'll I'll agree with what you said, but I think the kinetic war comes after the cyber espionage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The the cyber espionage is going to be well. It's already going on. Yeah. That's going to be the trigger, um, or the beginning of the trigger anyway. And then it's just going to escalate, and then it will be triggered. Yeah, (laughs) young men out there shooting at other young men. Yeah. Yeah, because they're fodder. And uh, hey, wait a minute. If a girl, mm-hmm. born a girl, mm-hmm. turns, I don't know, 13, 14, 12, whatever, and says, you know what? I'm a boy. I want to be a boy. Gets the hormone therapy and stuff. Do they have to sign up for uh, selective service? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's. <laughs> You asked me a question that one, I don't know. Two, don't really care. <laughs> I know. It's just something that popped in my head. Hey, things pop in my head. What can I say? I don't know if the kids of today are even signing up for selective service. I know that it, by it, law you're supposed yeah, to. Within, was it 60 days of your 18th birthday yeah, or something? Yeah, in case they want to do the draft again. Yeah. Well, Which, the way the military is going, I can see that happening. Yeah. Well, when they turn the uniforms pink. That was the that was the joke when I lived in Belgium. Um, I was in the army, and uh, it was when uh, Clinton got elected the first time, 
And all my Belgian friends told us we were in Hillary's army now. Uh, and that we were going to be getting pink uniforms. Probably blood covered from all the suiciding. But anyway, <laughs> uh, going along with all that, uh, Bitcoin is now the sixth largest world currency. Wow. I don't know what else made the list, but they're putting it up against fiat currency. And I might add, what did they say? Um, 40% of all the money that has ever been printed in the United States has been in the last few years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Ever printed. Ever printed. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Which is backed by nothing, which is why you're getting this inflation. And what is uh, on that inflation point, what is uh, really worrisome is that even though we've printed all this money, Mm -hmm. most of it, isn't printed yet. We're trading on on the fact that we have X amount of dollars. Yeah. They've only printed, you know, a third of that. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. That's what Joe <laughs> says about inflation. <laughs> what a stupid son of a bitch. Uh so yeah, we keep printing money. Inflation keeps getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And the government keeps lying to us about it. And yeah. economic economists are just like, what are you people talking about? Yeah. I know. It, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Milton Friedman is rolling in his grave. Uh, you know, it's it's just it's absolutely nuts. And then they want to they want to put out these new spending bills, yeah. the infrastructure plan that was signed in November. Um, you know, his his build back broker plan. Where's that money going to come from? <sighs> you know, actually, you know where it comes from is loans from China. Yeah. So they can own us. Yes. And people don't realize that this happened with Japan. Yeah. Japan owned a big chunk of America for a while. In the, in the 80s, it was a, people were afraid that Japan was going to own America. Yeah. And now China's going to own it. Well, they already own, they already yeah. own the major educational institutions. Yeah. They own them. Yeah. Or they're, they're in just about every major university, there is a Chinese history studies class called something. And it's actually Chinese. Uh, Communist Party classes. Mm-hmm. Well, and not to mention, China is getting ready to build a base on the moon. Moon base. Yeah. I mean, seriously, they're building. We are looking at sending another team to the moon. China has already launched three rockets to the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one's going to be manned. The one after that is when they start actually building. Yeah. There's going to be a moon base and it's going to be Chinese. Speaking of Bitcoin Yay. and speaking of cloud uh-huh. and we are con cloud, would that be? Um, we're not pro cloud. cloud. We're not Anti-cloud. pro cloud. Uh, we, we like sunny skies. We yes. don't like clouds. We're cloudless. Why? Because they always get broken into. Yes. Hackers have stolen 80 million in cryptocurrency from Quibit DeFi platform. Yay. The hack exploited a flaw in the smart contract code used in the ethereum bridge oh boy this is why folks you don't put your shit online yes (laughs) and i remember quibit they were uh, they're they're like the new big thing and people are like you need to invest you need to invest isn't that in the the old video game with a little orange dude that's cubert with the big nose with the honking nose quibit finance a decentralized finance DeFi platform Mm -hmm 
has become the latest victim of high value theft with hackers stealing around 80 billion in cryptocurrency on Thursday. Qubit Finance acknowledged the hack in an incident report published through Medium. According to the report, the hack occurred around 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the evening of January 27th. Here we go. <laughs> Back to the cloud discussion. Mm-hmm. And I always get these sales douches coming to me all the time saying, mm-hmm. Azure can do it better. Google can do it better. Yeah. Amazon can do security better than you. No, no. they can't. Nope. When you put the, the only way to keep your stuff safe from the internet mm-hmm. is air gap. Don't yes. put it on the damn internet. Yes. That's the only way. Because it's only a matter of work factor. Work factor and hacking is the amount of time it takes you to crack something. Yes. Given enough time, they will break into your stuff. Let me tell you something. When it comes to software, which all all this stuff is software. And you're a programmer, so you should know. Every single program in the world has bugs. Yes. They do. And holes. Yes. Every one. You cannot plug every hole. You can't. And to let people out there know, there may be something that you program for. And at that moment, it is completely solid and secure. Yep. Yep. And six months from now, there is a new vulnerability that you didn't even know was a vulnerability that didn't exist when you programmed it. Let the operating system get an automatic upgrade and boom, now there's a hole. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just talking about vulnerabilities that haven't even been invented. Oh, yet. yeah. 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 The, the, the people can. Things that cannot be planned for. A piece, a piece of code that you used off of GitHub that you needed to make your program work. Mm-hmm. And then that piece of software has an identified vulnerability in it. So, yeah, if you want your stuff safe, don't put it on the web. Right. And this is the this is the thing with cryptocurrency that I don't understand why people do is they have it in the cloud and they're just like, oh, it's just fine. If you have Bitcoin, get a Bitcoin hardware wallet, download that stuff to your hardware wallet yes. and get it off the Internet. That's download the only way to, to keep your, it safe. Download it to your wallet and unplug it from your computer. Yes. Put it away somewhere safe, preferably in a fireproof safe. Mm hmm. And sit on it. If that's yeah. what you're going to do, sit on it. Yeah. I don't understand people. <laughs> if you're going to use it, use it and then unplug it again. Yeah. Well, I mean, these are people who think they're technical experts because they bought Bitcoin. It's like, uh, well, no. they listen to the, they listen to the narrative. Yeah. As we uh, talk about the narrative isn't always the best thing. What do you got next, Dean? You know what? You have this story also let's see i'll let you have it because i've taken the last three (laughs) (laughs) no you haven't the irs good old irs reporting looking for alternatives to the id.me oh you mean people didn't like that idea oh well you know some people liked it but guess what it's not as private as you think you think guess what it's a cloud-based uh so and on top of that they're gonna quote unquote, give the information to other entities like law enforcement and, oh, I don't know. If you don't pay a price for it, there is a price to be paid. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's facial recognition software so you can get your tax information. Mm -hmm. And, oh, get this. The IRS says it it can't uh, establish its own software because of a lack of funding. What? Yeah. 
Somebody, somebody somewhere explained that to me. Yeah. Uh, No. (laughs) I'll go back to what I said when we first said this. I guess it was last week or the week before last. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure which podcast we actually talked about the original story is that you cannot go through the IRS to get your tax returns unless you take basically a selfie Mm -hmm. and give them all 200 points of your face. Yes. And with that, which that they can then share with governmental agencies. Yes. And you know, IRS is a private company, so they can share it with private companies too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, why was this a good idea in the first place? Well, look, it was never a good idea. It was never for your security. It was so that they could get this big, large database of facial recognition. Yeah. That's, that's all it's for. Exactly. It's, it's another step uh, or another level to the geofencing that, that law enforcement uses now, mm-hmm. which means if there's a crime, they can contact the cell companies, all the mobile carriers and say, give me um, all the phones and personal data of the people who were in this region. Yeah. And again, I that's say that's awesome. Again, I say no thanks. Opt out. Yep. <laughs> nope. Opt out. Well, that's about enough tech for one day. So yeah. let's uh, get on to the news and politics. <laughs> I got to get rid of that stupid song. Yeah, it's time for something, something else. It was okay when we first started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about freedom first. All righty. Unfortunately, it's just not in the United States. Well, no. Canadian truckers fight for medical freedom. Yes, they are. Canadian awesome. Lord, <laughs> um, Canadian trucker caravan converging on Ottawa against vaccination mandates. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be 5,000 trucks. And they're talking 20% of the trucking force. Wow. Which is a lot. The Freedom Convoy. Yeah, unvaccinated Canadian truckers re-enter Canada from the United States must be tested for the coronavirus and Mm -hmm. self-quarantine, which may lead up to 32,000 of them or 20% of the workforce off the road. Well, you know, they're saying that uh, uh, started January 15th, that uh, truckers need to show a proof of vaccination to cross the border, or if they don't have the vaccine, they have to quarantine and take a test. It makes no sense. Trudeau is a moron. It makes no sense at all because even if you're vaccinated, you can get it. Yeah. This has been proven over and over and over. Yes. But if you're vaccinated, you don't have to quarantine. You don't have to be tested. No, because you followed the rules. I'm a rule Uh, follower. Yeah, I'm a, you know, you're a son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, they uh, they re- relocated him and his family to a secret location. Thousands of people descended on Canada's capital Saturday to protest vaccine mandates for truckers and other public health restrictions. And I've heard uh, clips and stuff. As a matter of fact, I heard one of them on No Agenda, but I've heard others of police officers firefighters, um, other regular, ordinary citizens saying, hey, we stand with you guys. We're here in Ottawa. You know, we'll we'll stand with you at the protest. We're in Ottawa, eh? Yeah. Yeah, eh? (laughs) Yay. Well, good on them. 
good on them for not, yes. you know, locking in March step or, well, should I say goose stepping uh. Uh, <laughs> with uh, the government mandates. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're seeing how that's working here. Oh, not so good. Yeah. And, you know, this is just going to make supply shortages even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, these politicians can't quit stepping on their dicks. And let me tell you, uh, I'm pretty sure they're getting paid by the pharmaceutical companies for these mandates. Absolutely. Pretty sure it's Absolutely. happening. There's no pretty sure about it. They are. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, yes, it is speculation. Until it's true. But <laughs> it, it's it's an unproven truth. Yeah. So there is still a murmur of a doubt that this is actually happening. But why do you think a government would push so hard with so much evidence contradicting what they're saying? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, what they say changes like weekly ever since this thing started, it's changed like almost weekly. Yes. Yeah, with uh, Fauci saying no mask, then you need a mask. Yes. Then if you take the vaccination, you don't need to wear a mask, and then you should wear a mask and if, if you, you take the, va- the vac- vaccination. If you get the vaccination, you won't. You cannot get COVID. You can't get it. You can't transmit it. Mm-hmm. And then oh, get, get the whoops. vaccine so you don't kill grandma. Oops. Yeah. It looks like you can. Whoopsie. So, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so everybody can still kill grandma. Uh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Glad glad you shamed half the country for that. Yeah, it it's just it's insanity. It's true insanity. Yeah. Well, here's here's And yet what, the people that are in lockstep, you know, think we're the insane ones. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what I see happening. And it's sad that it's gonna happen. Uh I'm not a real big proponent on it because I believe people deserve a second chance. Yeah. But here's what's going to happen. All these people who were heavy on mandates, you're you're just a dirty lab rat if you're not taking the vaccination. Mm-hmm. Don't come near me. Don't come near my children. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something wrong with you. When this stuff goes away, they're going to forget about that. But, yep. but the other people are not. Yeah. And so the people who were self-righteous and Mm self-justified that they're doing the right thing and all this goes away, uh, they're going to be isolated into basically a pod or an echo chamber with everyone around them going, remember when you were a dick? Yeah. You know, people will often forget things you do, things you say, specifics and stuff. People will never forget how you treated them. Nope. So uh, good luck out there, all you self-righteous people, because you're <laughs> not going to have any damn friends. <laughs> is, <sighs> and you're going to be, you know, ordering Uber Eats and uh-huh. and uh, just staying isolated in your house because you are, I mean, if you're afraid to die, you're too afraid to live. Yes. A fear of death comes from a fear of life. So, Yeah. You shut yourself up, please, because we don't want to hear you anyway. No. Um, shut yourself up and yep. stay there, please. <laughs> uh, well, you know, this these mandates and everything are really helping the economy so much. Oh, yeah, doing a great job. It really is. Like in Boston, 
uh, restaurants are losing as much as $15,000 a week because of the new uh, vaccine mandate rules. Really? Yeah. Um, as of January 15th, you have to show proof of vaccination against COVID to go into a restaurant. Duh. Yeah. And people are, people are pushing back. Even people that are vaccinated are pushing back. A lot of people that are vaccinated are pushing back against these mandates. Um, it's not about the vaccination. Mm-hmm. It's about the mandate. Well, and I think people are starting to wake up. Even the people who did support the mandates are going, this isn't working. No. It's, not it's working. getting worse. It's not working financially. It's not working health wise. Nope. I mean, the smart thing would be, you know, uh, really it's a lot of evidence has been put forth that staying inside is actually more dangerous. Mm hmm than going out in the sunlight where the virus gets killed instantly once it leaves your mouth yeah. by UV light. Yes. So to stay if you're out, up. If you're outside. So stay inside where it doesn't die from, there's a, no UV light. And where the air isn't getting recycled. Right. Because it's a airborne disease. hmm Duh. <laughs> so if you're sick, then you stay home and let the rest of us go on about it like like adults. Yeah. It, it's, it's, leave, leave the dangerous stuff to those people with courage. I think I think what happened was Biden became president and he assumed that he could give orders and the entire public would just comply. Yeah. And it's just not happening that way. And that's why he's so pissed off all the time. Have you watched any press conference with him he gets angry yeah he does he has an <laughs> anger management issue big time yeah um he's inflation what a stupid son of a bitch you <laughs> stupid son of a bitch look here fat uh i mean you saw it some some on the campaign trail but i think he tried to keep it under wraps now well i think this was one you got more okay. questions but i tell you if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or trump and you ain't black. Hmm. So, you know, I think he's doubling down on a lot of this stuff because people aren't just complying with what he says. You know, it's kind of that I'm the friggin' president of the United States. You do what I say. Yeah, that's not working and out. It's kind so of good. backwards. Yeah, that's not working out. No, so good. not at all. So, yeah, so Boston is uh, having fun with that. Um, $15,000 a week in, in, a, in an industry. That was already nearly crippled, mm-hmm. you know, during the pandemic. First off, they were all closed and then they could only open to a few tables. And you had to wear a mask from the door to your table and you could take it off when you got your, your table because that makes sense. Yeah. Because you can only catch it or give it away in the walk between the door and your table. <laughs> and I know there are some restaurants that actually required you to wear it while you were sitting at your table, pull it down to take a bite of food, put it back up to chew your food. Yeah. I saw places like that and I was like, you've got to be shitting me. Well, there was a restaurant, uh, not near me, but I had a friend, friend of mine tell me about this in North Carolina. Uh, I think it was Charlotte. And he went into this restaurant and they didn't have adequate staff. So there was a line, but you know, it was, it was Friday night. Needed to get something to eat. And they made them wear a mask while they waited. Mm-hmm. They had to wear a mask till they got to the table. Mm-hmm. And it's a Mongolian barbecue. 
So you have to go up and pick your food out. Right. So if you got up from the table, you had to put the mask back on. Oh my God. Get the food, go through the line, come back. Then you can take your mask off once you were seated. Well, if you're sitting at the table, COVID has no effect. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so everybody was, everybody was six feet apart. Uh Every other dang, dang table. I mean, it was ridiculous. I was like, how do you people live like this? Mm -hmm. You, you live and that's North Carolina, which people think is a Southern state. No, North Carolina is probably, uh, I hear their governor, whatever they're doing in LA, Mm -hmm. that's what their governor does. Yeah. Well, they're definitely, uh, they're definitely not a red state. They're a purple state, but very bluish purple. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not a typical Southern state. Well, to the, well, to the listening there, folks there out like there, a, don't, don't move to North Carolina. <laughs> no, no. If you, well, if you're a liberal, go ahead. If you hate listening, move to North Carolina. Yeah. Um, I, I talked about it a while back, uh, last month I was at one of those outdoor, outlet mall facilities mm-hmm. in North Carolina and walked into a Spencer's without a mask and the young man standing there and said, um, excuse me, do you have a face covering? I said, no, I don't. Yeah, I do. A goatee. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said, well, you know, you have to go. And I was like, okay, you know, and I'm fine with that. If a private business is doing it on their own, I'm, I'm okay. Your rules, your business, your rules. I walked out I turned around and looked at the door and it said that uh, face masks were required, even if you're vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just, it's and, and they, if it's a, if it's anything other than, an, than an M95 mask, then uh, doesn't matter. It doesn't work. Cloth masks do nothing, nothing, never have. Uh, the only reason I think it was pretty much, I know it was governmental. I'm pretty sure it was Fauci. Mm-hmm. But I know it was somebody in the government that said back when, you know, first it was don't wear masks. And then it was. It was Fauci. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then when they finally said, okay, wear masks. The reason to wear a mask back then was so you don't touch your face so much. That's why cloth masks were okay. Yeah. Just to keep you from touching your face. Yeah. And today it would be the same thing, I guess. But they do nothing as far as viral matter uh, is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Surgical masks, none of it. The only thing it does is keep you from spitting and sneezing on somebody. It is theater of the mind. (laughs) I always liked it during the campaign when Biden would cough, he'd pull his mask down and then cough into his fist and put his mask back up. (laughs) That was always good. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, speaking of Joe Brandon, mm-hmm. I got a little clip here that I can't believe this was even said and has not been covered on any major news outlets, except I think I've caught it on OAN. Okay. That's where, that's where I pulled the clip from. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is our leader of the United States. Yay. Let's go, Brandon. Unless you can reach consensus in a democracy. You cannot sustain the democracy. And so this is a real test. Unless you Whether do what I want you to do. My, uh, my, my, uh, my counterpart in China is right or not when he says autocracies are the only thing that are going to prevail because democracies take too, too long to make decisions and countries are too divided. 
He's just afraid they're not going to make a decision before he dies. Yeah. So he's saying <clears throat> because his little plans won't go through for the $2 trillion that we should go to an autocracy uh-huh. and just let him make the decision. Well, it goes back to what I just said. I'm president of the United States. You should do what I tell you. I do what I want. I'm the president. Uh-huh. And you do what I tell you to do. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, he could kiss my ass on that one. And I started that one early on because once the mandates came out, I was like, you can't do this. And I'm not going to let you. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let you do it to me. Right. I mean, regardless of what the vaccine is or isn't, I don't care. I was part of the people who want to take their chances. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm good, bro. I'm going to take my chances. And like you, we've discussed this over and over again. We had a waiting period to see, huh, let's see how this goes for a little bit before I do anything. And then the more I saw, the less I wanted it. So I wasn't against it. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I am pro freedom. Yes. And if you tell me to do something, guess what I'm going to do? Not whatever you said. No, of course not. (laughs) Just out of spite, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that I'm a gentleman over 50. Mm-hmm. I've got a very lean BMI. Mm-hmm. I have no pre-existing conditions mm-hmm. other than probably mental illness. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that is not debatable. So um, I am on zero medications, mm-hmm. zero prescriptions. I do mm-hmm. take some supplements, but, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just, just uh, over-the-counter stuff. Um, hell, I don't even drink or do any illegal drugs <laughs> or illegal drugs for right. that matter. Yeah. yeah. Not for any reasons other than I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. So why am I in danger? You're not. Exactly. And that's why I haven't gotten it and I haven't died and I haven't been in the hospital on a respirator. Right. So let me make my own damn choice. Let me control my own medical freedoms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's just say I had cancer and I made a decision. You know what? I'm not even going to bother trying to fight this. Yeah. We're going to call it a day. You'd be called brave. Yeah. I can do whatever, <laughs> you know, I can do that in this country because of medical freedoms. Yes. I can't be treated for something I don't want to be treated for. Right. It's always been that way. And sure as hell, don't give me remdesivir. Yeah, no kidding. It actually increases your chance of death. Yeah. But if you're on Medicare and you're a hospital and you prescribe remdesivir, five, the government five grand. The, the, the government's going to give you tw- give the hospital 20% bonus on wherever that hospital is. Oh, really? Is. I, heard yeah. it, I heard it was five grand per It's a 20%. It's but- a 20% bonus on whatever the hospital bill is. Sweet. For giving you a drug. That is known to increase your risk of death. Awesome. Awesome. And I say known because it's come out from the CDC and the FDA. Mm -hmm. I'm not, this isn't Alex Jones. This isn't speculation. You know, I'm not turning frogs gay. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? Always need an I, I Alex said, Jones. I, I said it just so you would play the clip. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is a known fact. Uh, it increases your risk of death. It was just uh, 
testified about in Congress. Well, let's go back to wanting to turn us into an autocracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, that's dumb. So yeah. let's be like China, where the government makes all the decisions, controls all the companies, mm-hmm. uh, disappears you whenever they feel like it. Yes. If you say anything against the government or yes. or the dear leader. Mm-hmm. And this is what he wants. Mm-hmm. Because we're too stupid to make our own decisions. And Congress is too stupid to represent us. Yes. So we need a king now that is all governing mm-hmm. and makes the decisions for us mm-hmm. and makes things happen because he wants them to happen. Not because, oh, I don't know. It's a bad idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, he wants to make the decisions for us. Mm-hmm. And we must comply. He can't make a decision on the type of ice cream he wants. He doesn't know he's having ice cream. No, that's what he does. He gets up from his nap and he has him a big old bowl of ice cream. Give me some pudding. And then after that, he says, what are we doing today, mommy? (laughs) (laughs) Give me my shot so I can talk to some people. Yeah. Boost me up. So they give him a little little meth and some vitamin b12 and stand him in front of a in front of a camera and cross their fingers i mean i'm i'm really surprised they let him go for over two hours i don't think that they can if you watched any of it and Mm -hmm. i did i watched parts of it i didn't watch it all the way through there were some parts where he put his head down and closed his eyes trying to think about what he was trying to do Mm. and he was not there yeah not there. And he had moments of lucidness. Mm-hmm. People with dementia do have oh, moments yeah. of lucidness. Yeah, of course. And so if they're having a good day, you want to get them while they're good. Yeah. And get it done. But he just slips in and out of lucidness. He can't keep. We're talking about a man who's had two brain surgeries already. Yes. <sighs> yes. I think they took it out. The brain? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's done. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's all I got for that. All right. Uh, Bill Maher. Good old Bill. I like Bill more and more. He's firing back at those who say his politics have changed. Blames the loony left policies. Yeah. I like that. Um, Bill Maher, I mean, he's he's always proclaimed to be essentially a libertarian. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty left-leaning libertarian, but he's also been an I'd apologist. Say pro- I'd say a pro- progressive, okay, libertarian. But he's he's also been an apologist, but he's kind of standing his ground lately. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that uh, there was a I don't know some Fox News commentator. I remember who which one it was suggested he was gearing up for a run for president, <laughs> which you know people right. thought that was a a sign he's changed and matured. And he says, I'm not. I'm still the same unmarried pot-smoking libertine I always was. And I have many flaws, but you can't accuse me of maturing. And then uh, he goes on to say that, let's get this straight. It's not me who's changed. It's the left. A large contingent has gone mental, and I'm willing to call them out. You know, that's what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. It takes people from the inside to call out those on the fringe. Absolutely. You know, people from the outside 
can say all they want forever, nobody's going to listen. It's the people on the inside that need to come out and say, hey, this shit's going off the rails. You know this world's gone talk topsy-turvy when you say Bill Martyr's making a lot of sense. I know, I know. <laughs> so it's <sighs> it's a, it's a mad, mad world. <laughs> you know, but next it's going to be, let's cancel Bill Maher. And you know, uh, they're already, you know, they're already uh, trying. I, I heard I heard an interview on The View and yeah. Joy Behar. Oh, she's God. she's dogging she's him. She's such an idiot. Saying saying that that he he's basically a Trump supporter now. And it's like, really? Wow. That's where you go with this? Yeah. Of course. If you disagree with me, you're a Trump supporter. Period. That's how it is. Yeah, or white you're a white supremacist. supremacist. You know, Scott was talking earlier about voting with his money. Um, and I do the same thing. I will not purchase from certain businesses because I don't agree with that business, mm-hmm. what it does, its business practices, etc. I don't go out and say nobody can buy from them. No, I don't go to, you know, uh, TV networks that that use their commercials and say you can't use their commercials. Mm-hmm. I don't do that stuff. You know, which is what the cancel culture is. It's not, you know, if I boycott something and I may convince some of my friends to do the same Uh based on the same views I have, that's not canceling them. Yeah. That's, that's showing them, you know, that they're not going to get my money. I'm not putting up with their crap. Right. And if they change their ways, I will buy from them. Yeah. Well, and and one of those is ABC, which the view is on. That's Mm. one, one uh, network I will not watch because it's owned by Disney. I don't think I've watched an ABC show in years. And Disney is China's bitch. Yeah. Bitch. You know, the funny thing about that, China is going less and less and less woke. Yeah. You know, no girly boys. Or no girly man on the TV, mm-hmm. um, you know, that type of thing, more masculine, uh, gender roles are well-defined, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff, which is the opposite of what Disney's been doing. Mm-hmm. Well, China is Disney's biggest market. Yeah. They make more money on their movies in China than they do anywhere. Mm-hmm. What's Disney going to start doing, you know, when China says, hey, we don't want to watch all these woke Crap movies. Well, I'll tell you one thing that they're doing right now. Mm. Minnie Mouse trades her iconic dress for a pantsuit. Oh, my God. Yep. So, uh. Minnie Clinton? Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Mal, Mal Clinton. <laughs> uh, on Tuesday, Disneyland Paris announced that Minnie Mouse would wear her first pantsuit at the French theme park for its 30th anniversary in March. Stella McCartney designed the custom pantsuit in a statement in Disney Paris press release. The British British fashion designer said many will wear the pantsuit in honor of Women's History Month in March. So many doesn't get to wear a skirt anymore. She wears a pantsuit. Walt Disney is rolling over in his grave. Yeah. Anyway, the woke culture has gotten to old Minnie Mouse. Well, it's Disney. I don't know. There's nothing more to say on that. No, nothing good. Um, Just, yeah, I'm just, I know you can't see it, but I'm shaking my head. Maybe you can hear the the stones rattling up there. I don't know. (laughs) Sounds like like a box full of styrofoam peanuts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, I got, uh, I 
probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Do it. Fauci wants to sterilize your kids. Of course he does. Okay. I probably shouldn't have said that. That's a little misleading. But you did. But I said it. Fauci, children under the age of four will get three doses. Wow. Yeah. Once the ruling class decides that children should get injected with experimental mRNA shots, they will need to get three of them. The United States head medical tyrant, Dr. Anthony Mangala Fauci, said that the rulers are still deciding by conducting their own trials on little kids. Oh, wow. Myocarditis? You mean the same... The same vaccine that sent a kid one day, 10-year-old boy, one day after getting the vaccine, he had a heart attack. Yeah. 10-year-olds don't have heart attacks. Yep. Ever. Well, then again, there's that bus in San Francisco that said, yeah, kids have strokes too. Yeah. I remember that when I was a kid in school. Yeah. Dose and regimen for children six months to 24 months worked well. But it turned out that the other group from 24 months to four years did not reach the level of non-inferiority the so-called studies continued. Fauci said, referencing the effectiveness standard comparison to adults. Let me remind you of the last kids test, which was the Pfizer vaccine. 1,300 kids. One girl uh, is now in a wheelchair and has to be fed through a tube. For the rest of her life. So one out of 13. Mm-hmm. On, one out of 1,300. So out of every... And, and they stopped. Right after that, they stopped the trial. And then just started injecting kids. So at that point, it makes it one out of every 1,300 kids that's going to have a horrible reaction to it. Yeah. That could kill them. Like I said, a 10-year-old had a heart attack. It's crazy. Well, <laughs> anyway... I thought I'd get that out of the way. Yeah. What you got? Thank you, Dr. Mengele. Um, well, the newest key in the in the um, housing crisis mm-hmm. is going in uh, medium-sized cities and banning construction on single-family homes. What? We all have to live in apartments? Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, it says the country has somewhere between 3.8 and 5 million fewer housing units than it needs, according to various studies of the market over the past two years. And which has driven home prices to record levels, strained family budgets, kinda. I think a lot of it is, again, printing money. Well, a lot of this also is, you know, we talked about this before, living within your means. Mm -hmm. You know, just because you get a new job doesn't mean you have to have a new house. Well, and also investment firms are buying up houses. Yeah. All over the place. Oh, yeah. Of course, it's, 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 real estate has always been a good investment. Mm Mm-hmm. Unless you bought it in 2007. <laughs> then maybe, maybe not quite so much. Yeah, if you hit that bubble. <laughs> um, originally introduced in Berkeley in 1916, Berkeley, as a means of preventing a black-owned dance hall from opening, single-family zoning became increasingly popular. Through Though divorced from its explicitly racist origins. As, Is it? <laughs> as more Americans moved to sprawling suburban cities across the country, Today, many of the country's major urban areas reserve 75% of more of the residential land exclusively for standalone one-family homes. Uh, well, hold on. I'm going to call BS on that All one right. because people have been moving in droves out of urban areas yeah. 
to find a place out the country. So where stuff isn't so crazy with, I don't know, defund the police and mm-hmm. other things like that. I get that. Um, but what they're saying is suburbs, which typically have uh 75% zone for residential ones, single family homes mm-hmm. are now going to change to multifamily dwellings. So apartment buildings. So that, you know, more people can live on the same plot of land. And that's going to stop the housing crisis. Yeah. No. It's just going to drive housing up. I thought thought these governmental people are supposed to be smart. No, not necessarily. Because if they were smart, they would uh, work in the private sector and actually make some real money. Well, yeah, there is that. (laughs) Oh, that's all I have. All right, I got an oldie bit of goodie. It's coming back. Two million illegals last year over the southern border. Mm-hmm. The most in 20 years. Yeah. So I'm going to let that sit out there for a second and then follow up by... Two million. Yes. Okay. Two million. So there's that number, but that's not what I'm going to talk about. Mm-hmm. That's just a wet your whistle by fly by night is still flying illegals around the country and there's been a video released from the Freedom of Information Act. Mm-hmm. And the video was from White Plains, New York. And ah. speaking of which, which is totally coincidental, it was a white unmarked airliner that had hundreds of illegals that were just being dropped off in the tarmac in the middle of the night. That's just that's right outside uh, New York City, White Plains, just north of the city. This is still going on. Nobody's talking about it. it nobody's of course they're not there. And when the man was confronted by an official, mm-hmm. he said, I can't tell you who I am. I can't tell you who I work for. All I can say is it's backed by the, the government and the white house. Wow. And that's it. Authoritarianism much. Yeah. So uh, this video was released uh, this week and it's still going on. We're still flying these people all over the place. American families are hurting and you know, this is okay. So when you look at the economics of it, people are like, mm-hmm. all right, so they bought them a, bought them a plane ticket. No, they didn't buy yeah. them a plane ticket. They bought them a plane. Yes. So they're busing them mm-hmm. to the planes mm-hmm. from the border mm-hmm. and loading them on these planes, mm-hmm. flying them to wherever mm-hmm. they get off the plane. Then they give them housing. Yep a cell phone Mm -hmm. and money. Yeah. We got to eat. So (laughs) we're not even helping our own people out. Right. At this point, we're trying to keep them in there. These people are unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. They are not screened and getting a free ride on our tax dollars. We're bringing in all the 2 million is what we know of. Um, Unvaccinated Uh young people Uh while giving remdesivir to nursing home residents and Medicare recipients, old people, killing them off. Mm-hmm. So we're bringing in a bunch of young sick and killing off the old well. Trust the government. We're here to help. Yeah. So, you know, people could, if they wanted to, say that you and I, mm-hmm. as American citizens, mm-hmm. are anti-government. No. They I'm could say an- that. They can. They They'd could be say wrong. that. I'm not anti-government. I'm anti-big government. I'm anti-big government, too. I am all for roads. limited government. I'm all for roads. Yeah. 
Um, for GPS signals. Interstate commerce. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are the military. military. There are certain things. Um, the space program. Yep. I'm good with that. Yeah. Uh, there are certain things that the federal government was created to do. And that's what they should do. Mm-hmm. Some of that did need to expand. Not nearly what has expanded. Yes. But some of it did, of course. Like I, like I said, space travel. NASA. I'm good with that. I'm good with uh, um, certain other, the national parks. I'm good with that. Um, you know, there's a lot of things the federal government does and does well. Mm-hmm. But the majority nah, of what. I don't know. I wouldn't go well, that far. <laughs> the majority of what they do, they do not do well and they shouldn't be doing to begin with. Mm-hmm. And this is just another one of those things. Well, they want our GDP to be like China's GDP, which is government. Yeah, it is. I mean. Their gross national product in China is government. Yes. And that's what they want us to be. They want to employ everybody and they want to get everybody under their thumb. Well, it's 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 becoming the biggest export out of China is communism. Mm-hmm. And that's going to lead to, I know we talked about this earlier, and, and you had said, and I, I, I think I agree that the next war is going to be started by some sort of cyber interference, cyber attack cyber warfare call it what you want yeah um but it's going to be china and russia against the west yep it's probably the powder keg is probably going to be either syria or iran Mm -hmm. because if we go after ukraine (laughs) Ukraine. i I, I think ukraine is a distraction Mm -hmm. um i mean look at kazakhstan Mm -hmm. we're not you don't hear about that we're not talking about that that's a hell of a lot worse than what's going on in the Ukraine. Yeah. But all eyes are on Ukraine. It's on the, the Russian and uh, European border. I get it. Uh, but the powder keg is going to be either Syria or uh, Iran. And it's just going to depend on, you know, who lights the match. Yeah. And China and Russia will team up. Um, well, I think, I think every non-UN country will team up. You mean non-NATO? Or non-NATO, yeah. Because you're talking North Korea. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I include China, them in China. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Iran, Iraq. Yeah. Know. So. Uh, the Middle East will be, it'll, it'll be. See, Sudan. the problem is, you know, we, we've always used deterrent as um, the reason for nobody firing a nuclear weapon. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you're losing, your country's going to be invaded. You're going to be wiped out. Why not push the button? Fuck it, bro. <laughs> We're all going to burn. We're going to die, so I might as well push the button. That's right. Mm. You know, that's always been my fear. With, uh, you know, when India would get into it, and Pakistan would go against India, and India would be against China. Yeah. You know, the whole Tibet thing especially. And India and Pakistan are both nuclear powers. They both have nuclear weapons. I don't know. It's scary, and I, I think it's going to happen. Definitely next presidential term, if we get another Democrat, mm-hmm. it would not surprise me if it happens before Biden's out of office, though. But right now, which um, by which Biden, the Bernie Biden from Weekend at Bernie's, or <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, um, uh, my guess is going to be about five years. Yeah. All right. Well, I wish somebody would do a tracker on these planes. Yeah. Uh, you know how you can do the flight tracker? Yep. 
and just kind of document those. Yeah, but, well, uh, those pl- those planes are being flown by one of the one of those three letter agencies. Yeah, well, they probably won't have a tracker on them. Though. Nope, owned by the government, and you know those planes cost billions of dollars. Yep. Well, that's all I got today. Yep, I'm done. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us or any complaints, uh, please send that to Dean at Tech Tools. <laughs> but if you want to say something nice, you can contact me and that's Scott oh, at that techtools.net. T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. And Dean? I am Dean at techtools.net. T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. And if you want to give us some scratch and support this and maybe it can become a way of life, uh, go over to uh, our website, which is techtools.net, and donate. Give us a little scratch. We'd yep. appreciate it. And until then, we'll see you next week. Let's go, I said with a passion.